Some sad news out of L.A. that I did want to bring up very quickly. Uh, P-22, the mountain lion that has kind of become synonymous with Griffith Park, basically become a celebrity in his own right. I know he's, he even has his own little like mini exhibit at Museum of Natural History, which we saw was uh, as of the day that we're recording, which is Saturday, December 17th, was euthanized by uh, basically local officials that work with sort of the, the natural spaces in Los Angeles. It looked like things weren't looking good for him. They found him, I want to say he was near home. Uh, I forgot if it was near Echo Park or where exactly, but he wasn't looking too great. Uh, his fur was thinning. He just basically he, he looked unhealthy. So uh, I know there's a lot of people that were fans of his. Um, I, I know that the city has to some degree tried to help a lot of these animals that are still just trying to live natural wild lives in, in, a, in an area that is just slowly gobbling up all of the the remaining natural spaces within the city but uh it's definitely a, a shame that this has come to pass at this point um i know there's been other mountain lions this year that have been hit by cars and these are other mountain lions too that have their own designated names their own collars they're being tracked and the fact that i think there was one i i wish i remembered more detail but i know there was at least one freeway where officials were going to try and put sort of like an easier natural walkway so that these mountain lions can cross over without actually endangering themselves on the freeway and then getting struck and killed by oncoming traffic. It, you know, it's just a shame because of anything, you know, you, you, we talk about the dystopia of Los Angeles frequently, but it's just sad that the one good thing so far, it hasn't come to fruition yet, and these mountain lions are passing away, either because of us humans or just because of the fact that their lives as wild animals have been completely encroached upon by, again, us. So, uh, you know, if anything, rest in peace, P-22. Um, gentlemen, I don't know if you had anything to add to that before I move on to uh, the 35th president. Okay, those very somber uh, head shakes uh, yeah. that listeners can't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. When I, when I heard it was it was very it was a sad moment. You know, I remember the whole thing where it was like, oh, P twenty two in the news yet again, and it's like, you know, big kitty kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, seeing him sort of gaunt, and I, I often think back on sort of like not documentaries, but like little internet videos that I've seen. And I pro I've predominantly seen these from like the Dodo and things like that. Like when I need like a cute animal fix of individuals uh, running an animal sanctuaries for, um, you know, unlike Tiger King releasing, you know, rehabilitation, you know, they, they nurture animals back to health and then release them back to whatever continent that they originally came from. Uh, or that they were taken away from, you know, to be sold on the black market, which 
I got to be honest, after last night's Jeopardy, one of the questions was like, oh, these elephants were hunted because of this. And literally when myself, my mother and my stepfather were all like ivory, we all looked at each other and be like those fucking bastards, you know, like we watched the same episode, (laughs) you know, hunting animal. It's like, you know, I it warms my heart to know that there are people out there, but it also warms my heart to know that like. I think as a as a human species, we never want to see animals suffer. So while it's sad that P-22 is gone, it's probably better that he is than than is suffering. So I'll leave it with that. So anyway, moving on uh, to some news that uh, sort of follows up on what Andrew and I talked about primarily last week, which was about the uh, JFK Presidential Library and Museum which was a lot of fun. Absolutely recommend it to you guys. I think you'd both love it. Uh, again, I will stress that it, it seemed like it was nitpicking because this was a guy who was president for a couple years, uh, well, three years, and yeah, there were some big things that happened, but it just seemed like a day-by-day day, day day thing. So, uh, obviously... The big news that dropped that came a day after that episode premiered, which was the uh, latest drop of documents that were declassified by uh, President Biden, basically giving us more detail into information we already knew about the CIA's involvement in uh, tracking down Lee Harvey Oswald prior to the assassination, but not doing anything about it. Uh, as well as the FBI, which that seems to be the new, uh, the new discourse around the Kennedy assassination, which is just simply that it's not what the conspiracy theorists have to say. It's just what typically happens whenever there's some kind of big disaster, which is our, basically our intelligence community knew but didn't act on it. At the same time, though, while there were 13,000 documents that were released. Uh, there were about, I think, uh, 4,300 that are still redacted. And the whole idea was that all of these documents were going to be released. But, of course, the uh, typical response of national security concerns basically kept the rest of that information redacted. And I gotta say, you know, I, like at this point, I don't know what is still in need of defense by keeping information secret regarding this. I mean... I, uh, need that Freedom of Information Act. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who's still alive? You know? Right, right. Like, next year it'll be 60 years since Kennedy was killed. So, Mm -hmm. I mean... All the president, hell, all the presidents that were in Dallas that day, not to really sound like I'm going off the rails, but like it's true, there were a lot of future presidents in Dallas that day. They're all gone. So it's like... If, if we shut up about the, the day in question, you know, my day be so fine, then boom, headshot. You know, <laughs> shut, shutting up about it closes the mystery, closes the mystique. You know, it basically closes the doors on the, on the Kennedy Museum, too, because, you know, the allure is gone. Everyone wants to believe that they're the expert. And whether or not you believe that that the babushka lady or whatever had something to do with it or one of the many conspiracy theories, I, I think my question is, 
who drives in a convertible nowadays, you know, with, with a bunch of open windows. <laughs> and, you know, I'm kidding. People watch the Zapruder film for that one scene, and that's it. And as much as sort of like the allure of Kennedy as an individual, much less as a president, as well as his family and other various affairs and connections that he may have had, it, it kind of makes me wonder how people would react if we were fed all the answers. And it's very ironic because for the past half hour, I want to say, you know, the three of us were talking about why things are the way they are and why can't they give us the answers? And here I am just doubling back and being like, well, if we had the answers, the allure would be gone. I mean, that's kind of what it like boils down to for me, because like, while I do find the whole assassination interesting, it's one of those things where what's there left to talk about? Like what, what happens when we, when we, the commoners, the common folk find out and the lid is blown. It's, it's not interesting to talk about anymore. You know? Well, I was, very close to adding uh after i because i i when i brought the news up to you guys in the chat you know i i made the comment of uh you know if if the whole idea is and this is just going off of what the conspiracy theories think which allegedly at this point while most americans still say they don't know who was behind the assassination just below that are the people that think it was the CIA. Now, if the whole idea, based on that information alone, if the whole idea is to keep the CIA's uh, reputation safe, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but between uh, Cyprus, Chile, Central America, weapons of mass destruction, and also just all of the crazy stuff going on with the CIA in, like, the 60s. I, I don't know what reputation there really is to uphold. So I kind of, I, I just look at all of this and think it's just another, it's just another thing that is only going to keep driving those discussions into, you know, I, I, I hate to say becoming more mainstream, but at this point, you keep that information private and hidden for so long and all you all you have to say about it is national security national security i mean who needs to be protected this was 60 years ago right well it makes me wonder if kennedy would ever fall in the uh in the collection of other dead presidents that suffice to say aren't really being talked about to any great length because let's be serious what constitutes a presidential conversation that existed over 1 to 200 years ago that didn't either found the nation or participated in any kind of major war or enacted any great social change. Like I'm sure if you did a presidential poll, you would find Kennedy up at the top and you would find someone like Millard Fillmore somewhere at the bottom. And it's like, it makes me wonder that, well, it makes me believe that certain presidents were just people of their time and weren't necessarily remarkable Yes, And I feel as though if you were to live 60 years ago, and and I'd reckon, I'd venture to guess that if you asked your parents and or grandparents this question, they would probably have a profound sentiment, unlike what we've seen in modern politics, where it was like, you know, Ryan, you know, Matt, you kind of just had to be there. And it's like, well, that 
fucking doesn't tell me anything because <laughs> the dude's dead. I can't go ask him and I could read about him ad nauseum, but people don't care. They care about the fact that he was shot, you know, like that's the main, I, mean, I don't even really care that much. Like I don't, th that's the main really butt end of the, that's the main me. butt end of the joke that people joke about. And that's his main claim to fame other than his family with extensive, extensive connections. And Oh, and the fact that he like raped Marilyn Monroe repeatedly with his brother whatever and the cuban yeah, missile allegedly. crisis which right you know if, if right i i'm again i not so repeat what i said last week i'm in the camp that i think he actually didn't say this last week but i'm in the camp where i think that was something he could have handled much better but because he had to look strong in front of the soviet union it came off as uh to borrow to paraphrase a, a journalist who remembers it, um, I remember where I was when JFK almost killed me and the rest of the planet. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, it's it's not like it's not like Teddy Roosevelt uh, spearheading the National Parks Department or or Eisenhower fucking spearheading NASA or whatever. Okay, it's one of those things where a president is alive and can only do so much, and by that same token, FDR's claim to fame was that they couldn't elect him again you know, despite everyone wanting to. Well, they did, but then he died. Exactly. They, they elected him a fourth time and he died like a, like not that much you know, long they, after. But, but he, he could have been, he could have been president of the United States forever if, if it wasn't for the polio, but I don't know. Like See, Trump, that's how you do it. You get people to like you, not the, claim it for yourself. Well, and Kennedy, war, Kennedy the, had all that push to make him look, I mean, one of the things that Andrew and I kept kind of sort of chortling at was there was I think one poster that referred to him as like the leader for the 60s or the president for the 60s and I, I made the point how yeah but Kennedy like that's just it at the at, in 1960 of course it's going to look like well he's a young guy he's going to be he's probably going to get a second term mm -hmm. and all this crazy great stuff is going to happen and even at that time they were saying this guy's going to be the next FDR, which I found to be both incredibly hilarious, but also th me thinking, wow, the Democratic Party has totally run out of ideas since 1960, because that's what's been said every time a Democrat runs for president since. The, the hip young Jimmy, guy. Yeah. Like Jimmy Carter, uh, when he won, well, he's going to be the next FDR. Uh, Bill Clinton, Obama, Biden, all of them, all of them right. have gotten, they're going to be the next FDR. And none of them come even close right and jfk especially the guy didn't even get a full term so it's you think of the 60s and you know I, again the whole idea of like you start a project he started all this stuff and never saw them conclude you know he never saw the end of the soviet union he never saw us get to the moon he never saw civil rights get passed so it's i mean to hear my my history professor of the 60s say it Kennedy really wasn't that much of a progressive. He would never have done anything unless it won him points. Right. Uh, as much as people give shit to Johnson for Vietnam, like Johnson was the one who actually wanted progress. Kennedy just wanted power. Well, and Johnson succeeded on that's just it. Johnson yeah. arguably out of actually having progress out of all of the Democratic presidents in the post-war era. Johnson's the closest to have gotten that that much to Roosevelt. The one thing that totally killed him and ultimately resulted in the rise of Nixon outside of RFK getting killed 
um, was Vietnam. You know, the, the war on poverty and, and passing civil rights. I mean, LBJ was like God tier by that point. And he only had to go up to reach FDR tier. And then Vietnam totally just destroyed everything with his future. And that was what led to him finally saying, you know, I shall not accept another term as your president. So um, I'm, I'm beginning to notice a pattern of presidents who do predominantly well when there's uh, <clears throat> uh, foreign affairs, specifically wars. And uh, I mean, that that kind of just boils down to like, hey, Mr. President, are you going to make a, a good decision or a bad decision on your constituents, i.e. the American people? And it's like, I could kind of see why FDR was very much well liked. <laughs> <laughs> given what was going on in the world well and he for so, the most part he he was operating a presidency that was very focused right. on domestic policy so you know i, I it, think it's... i think like outside of asking any presidential candidate you know what what is your a stance on war just point blank but b you know how would you handle it i feel like presidents not to go like the whole george washington route but i feel like Presidents sort of like need to be in the shit to really make that con considerable of a decision. I'm not saying that every war, ne there needs to be a war for every presidential election every four years, but I also feel like there needs to be sort of more at stake if it's like, hey, this, this period of American history was some of the most united of all time. It's like, yeah, we had a common enemy across the sea that way. Okay. Like, as of now, it's sort of like the Cold War's never ended, and now we're fighting a war online, which really, if you want to talk about anonymity and the and the threat of being uh, uh, cybersecurity, I mean, there's a whole fucking division of it in the Air Force. It, it, it's a big, hot-button topic in terms of, like, who our enemies are and, like, Team Fortress 2 espionage style or whatever, <laughs> which, you know, is nothing to laugh at but at the same time it is because people just kind of want to tout that you know this country's the best this country's the you know so it it makes me wonder if there was a more damning situation that uh presidents were if they would be more recognized for their decisions but also if it would answer the question of like presidents being just sort of people of their time plays into that a little bit more because charisma could only get you so far JFK. This this kind of touches back on Kennedy's youth of that at that point in history and what that meant for the decade. This idea of okay, we we've had all of our crusty men that crusty old men that were the men of their time. Now we're at the dawn of a new decade, and you know the the slow, steady. Uh, rebels without causes from the end of the 50s they're they're going to rise up and take over the problem with that was it pretty much put us back on the path of you know crusty old men obsessed with power and obsessed with the idea of power basically just racking up as much points as they could until you got the oldest man alive being president who is basically saying oh you know what i'm going to do differently for the rest of my term now that the midterms are over Nothing. And if anything, going back to the whole assassination thing very quickly, I think, again, I, I mean, I, I've always been of the mind of, of the official story, but that the Warren Commission, the Warren Report said happened, 
if anything, uh, the United States has definitely gone on a path of totally cracking its mind, due in part because of the, the Kennedy assassination and every controversy and conspiracy since then. At the end of the day, getting answers could help with a lot of this, and getting the full story could help with a lot of this. But you're right, at this point, I mean, you brought up the whole sort of like presidential listing thing. Kennedy's star has absolutely dropped. Um, and obviously every presidential ranking is all over the place. But, I mean, typically at this point, Washington's not even... Like, Washington is typically in the top three, but he's almost never in the top two. It, it, at this point, it's almost always Lincoln and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Kennedy, I mean, for the longest time, he was in, like, people's top tens, top fives. And at this point, it's like you look at his presidency, and it's like it was so short... And he started a bunch of stuff that went in all these different directions that, at the end of the day, aren't his successes to claim. You know, getting to space, I mean, hell, I, I made the point last week about how, you know, the, the Apollo 11 gets on the moon. And who's, at the, who's in the White House on the phone telling them, you know, hey, boys, you did a great job. Hello there, boys. It's your president. So happy to hear that you finally braced the heavens and made it to space. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not Kennedy's... It, it technically is Kennedy's accomplishment, but, you know, Nixon could go around saying, I got a man on the moon, not that bastard Kennedy. So it's like, and the guy was fucking paranoid about Kennedy for years. The longer and longer it goes. And supposedly we might get the rest of it by next June. I'm not holding my breath, but you know what? Who knows? Something could change. But I think... I, if anything, I do think it's a matter of reputation, and somebody's reputation is going to be pretty, 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 pretty hurt by whatever is left over, whatever has still been redacted. <laughs>